Cardiff City Phone-In, sponsored by Munia Rams, the personal injury solicitors. Well, good evening. Welcome to the Cardiff City phone-in, sponsored by Moonaram Solicitors. This is the place to be uh, for the next 60 minutes or so, if you want to be involved with anything to do with the conversation about Cardiff City Football Club. Now, there's several ways you can uh, listen to us and even watch us. Uh, Facebook Live, uh, you can watch us that way from anywhere in the world. Just search on Facebook for Cardiff City Phone-In. If you get more than uh, one return, we're the one with about 690 likes. And if you're watching and listening to us on uh, Facebook Live, we welcome your comments throughout the show and we'll read out as many of them as possible. We're also available locally on FM and anywhere in the world uh, on the online versions of the following community radio stations. GTFM on 107.9 FM, Radio Cardiff on 98.7 FM, Bro Radio 98.1 FM in the Vale of Glamorgan and Ron the Radio on 97.5 and 106.1 FM. We're also on TuneIn either via the free TuneIn app or online at www.tunein.com and then just search for either GTFM, Radio Cardiff, Bro Radio or Ronda Radio. So, good evening. Welcome to uh, the Cardiff City uh, phone-in. Uh, my name is Simon Field. Uh, just before I introduce this week's guests, as it's the second Monday of the month, uh, we were planning to have a guest from the Cardiff City Foundation, which is uh, Cardiff City Football Club's official charity. Uh, some of you may remember that last month we had uh, a visit uh, from Geordie, um unfortunately due to unforeseen circumstances uh the guests from the color city foundation uh won't be able to make it this week but uh, will be appearing uh, next week instead instead we have a star-studded panel as normal uh starting with uh, on my left hand side who's looking very confused at the moment it's uh lee beams uh, good evening lee Good evening, Simon. Uh, sitting next to uh, Lee, it's uh, a welcome return to Rod Groves. Good evening, Rod. Good evening. 
um, making his debut sitting next to uh, Rod is uh, uh, John Powell. Good evening, John. Uh, good evening there. Yeah. Right, uh, now, John, as you're uh, with us here for the uh, first time, what I'd like to do with uh, people uh, who are making their debut, uh, just to give the listeners uh, an understanding, is uh, give us a, an approximate uh, time of when you started following Cardiff City and then also uh, any uh, particular highlights in terms of uh, games or particular players that uh, were your favourite or even managers or anything, really. Well, yeah, I've I've been following City for about fifty years, you know. Uh, fifty, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I can remember. I think one of the earliest games I can remember is Cardiff playing Carlisle, and uh, I think we we beat them four one. I think Alan Warboy scored three goals in oh, the first yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. ten minutes, you know, and uh, I, I I thought he was going to go on to score about twenty, you know, because I was only about four at the time, but uh, you know, uh, he he did manage to make four, so that was a great, great he, start. He yeah. was brought in to replace John Toshek, wasn't he? He I was. Remember. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was, be, yeah, 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 he was yeah. a good player actually. Yeah, but, I uh, do. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then uh, yeah, so I, I mean, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, recently we've had some great moments. Uh, a, a great moment for me was the uh, cup semi final when we beat Barnsley. Uh, mm. uh, we've got a number of people who are sort of friends in Sweden who managed to come across and see the event as well and. They they sort of described the day, even though they've come across and watched some serious Premier League football. But they said it was probably the greatest football occasion they've ever been to, which is a you know a real compliment to Cardiff. Yeah, I think. that was with uh, the Joe Ledley winning goal, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic. I remember yeah. that as well. Okay, so that's uh, some of your highlights. Okay, great. Uh, thanks for that, John. Uh, more from John as we go along. And sitting next to John, it's uh, Simon Statter Williams. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. Good evening. Right, well, there's uh, lots to talk about this week. We're going to uh, have a quick look back at last Tuesday's FA Cup defeat uh, on penalties to Reading. Uh, then we've got last Saturday's 1 0 away victory at Bottom Club Luton Town. And we've got two games to look forward to uh, this week. First of all, Huddersfield away this Wednesday, the 12th of February. That's uh, 7 45 p.m. kickoff. And then uh, a home league game to Wigan this Saturday, uh, a 3 o'clock kickoff. So uh, let's start with a brief look uh, back. It seems like a long time ago now. Last Tuesday, the uh, FA Cup um, fourth round replay against Reading. We'll start with you, Simon Stato. Uh, can you tell me what the stats were from that particular game? Yeah, okay. Uh, Possession wise, Cardiff 52, Reading 48. Goal attempts, Cardiff 17 to Reading's 21. Shots on target, Cardiff 7 to Reading's 9. Off target, Cardiff 8 to Reading's 7. Block, block shots, Cardiff made two, Reading made five. Free kicks, Cardiff had 15, Reading had 14. Corners, Cardiff three, Reading had 10. Um, goalkeeper saves, um, average made six, and Reading's keeper made four. Uh, yellow cards, Cardiff had four, and Reading had three. Attacks, Cardiff had 66 to Reading's 81. And dangerous were 49 for Cardiff and 46 for Reading. Right, well, I'll start with you, Simon, because uh, were you there at the game? Yes, I was. Yeah, what did uh, what was your overall view of uh, how it went? Before, when we were to, when we went to Nilep, we were going to coast home, and uh, that just wasn't the way it, the game turned out. I mean, uh, st- still surprised we didn't win. It's a game we really should have put to bed, but uh, we were leading two nil, three two, but mm. uh, it w- went uh, all the way to pe- penalties. And our penalties were terrible. Reading's w- were good, 
and uh, Reading ended up going through to play Sheffield United in the next round. Yeah, Lee, um, you were there as well. I felt it was one of those uh, games where we could use the description. We snatched uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about how slow Cardiff have been starting in recent games um, and coming on strong in the second half. That game, we actually started well, mm. got into a 2-0 lead and you just thought we'll push on and we, you know, we looked okay. And then same old clumsy habits kick in, don't they? And we just don't seem to be able to, to do it for 90 minutes, do we? Mm. Uh, you know, I th- if I, I mean, I was very disappointed at the end of it because I thought that was a golden opportunity um, that we passed up. Um, just looking at the what I would say is the highlights, though, from that game, uh, there were a few uh, for me. The uh, first half performance of Josh Murphy, I thought, was possibly one of the best performances I've seen from him uh, in a Cardiff City shirt. I also thought um, Neil Etheridge played really well. I thought he made some really good saves and I thought his distribution was uh, almost back to how it got to uh, after it had improved last season before he got injured this season. Um, And then, of course, uh, the two youngsters, uh, Joe Bagan uh, at left-back, who started, and uh, Tom Sang, who came on. I thought Joe Bagan had a very good game indeed. And um, he was up against Pushkas uh, for Reading, uh, who had, you know, destroyed us, I was told, in the 3-0 league victory. But I thought he did really well, and Pushkas hardly had a a sniff. And, in fact, he was substituted in the second half. So, um, I, you know... After the disappointment, when I you know, sort of reflected on the bigger picture, I thought uh, there were some positives. Although um, you know it was disappointing to concede sort of three goals from crosses, um, and I'm afraid Aidan Flint didn't cover himself in glory either during the game or uh, or or with his penalty uh, afterwards. Um, any other highlights that you would take from it, Lee? Well, I actually thought that. The left-back, Began, he did well. I mean, uh, I don't get carried away with the odd game, but, uh, yeah, I thought he did really well. But I was really impressed with Sang when he came on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually got on the phone and checked all his stats out and central midfield player six for two. Um, he he sort of got on the end of things. And he, he was box-to-box box as well. I was So I was mm. very impressed with him. Um, say Bagan had a good game but you know I mean I was more impressed with Sang Um, Flint the thing with Flint was again I looked at his goals on YouTube afterwards I mean he scored some crackers Mm. on YouTube I mean Mm. how he missed those penalties I'll never know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was very disappointing Uh, the other thing I noticed a lot you know we we were playing Flint and um, Sol Bamber in the centre of defence and when it came to extra time they seemed to well certainly Sol Bamba looked like he could hardly walk he looked like he was out on his feet I, I and I you know I do admit um, it's, it's obviously quite hard when you're playing extra time as well um, but yeah but with the you know despite the disappointment of um, of losing I, I, I you know there are some uh, positives uh, to take from that. I mean, Neil Harris had uh, said he was going to make some changes. Uh, as we mentioned last week, unfortunately, the new players we brought in on loan were not eligible uh, to play um, in that game. However, one of them uh, did get their uh, their 
debut against Luton. So we'll uh, we'll go straight on to the Luton game last Saturday. Simon Stato, do you want to give us the stats for the Luton game? Oh, just before you give us the stats for the Luton game, I thought it was very interesting that uh, we actually had more possession than Reading in, in the Cup game, which is uh, very pleasing to see. Sorry, Simon, yeah, what right, are the okay. stats from Luton? Yeah, um, Luton 58% to Carlos 42. Attempts, Luton 10 to Carlos 15. On goal, 2 each. Off goal, Luton 6 to Carlos 5. Block shots, Luton made 2 to Carlos 8. Corners, Luton had 4 to Carlos 7. Offsides, mean Luton were cut off side twice to Carlos once. In um, fouls, uh, Luton committed 9 to Carlos 14. Cardiff had one yellow card. Attacks, 110 to Luton, 106 for Cardiff. Dangerous, 45 for Luton, 63 for Cardiff. Pa- uh, passes, 418 by Luton, 306 by Cardiff. Pass accuracy, 68% for Luton and 58% for Cardiff. Thank you very much indeed. Now, before this game, uh, Neil Harris, Cardiff manager, said it would be the biggest week since he's been here with uh, what he said, three winnable games against teams in the lower part of the league, albeit two of those games were away. So, with that in mind, with that build-up, Lee, what did you think um, of the Luton game? Well, you you know I've been on the show many times and I've praised Alex Smithies saying how good his kicking was. Mm. It was actually dreadful Saturday. He was oh. really poor, um, which was disappointing. And that probably shows in the stats there where it was 58-42. to 42. Uh, he still made some great saves on on, on Saturday, but uh, yeah, first half we were really poor. Same old thing, isn't it? I mean, we start off slow and we come on second half and we get much much better. Um, I thought the dome was class second half. He absolutely run it. Mm. He was he, he, he obviously he plays wide right and perhaps he haven't got the pace he had a few years ago, but he played so many little one twos with Tomlin. Um, and I just thought, yeah, he looked, he looked really good. We deserve to win it, definitely. Mm. Um, I was speaking to somebody who was there and they said, certainly it looked like we were going to score during the second half. Uh, we, and the one thing or one thing that caught my attention, I was following the game and I, and I did see bits of it. And um, I noticed that uh, um, Izzy Brown, who we actually um, mentioned last week, I mentioned that is their top-ranked player, uh, so far this season he seemed to be running the show in the first half he seemed to be running everything and then in the second half you hardly heard him and it sounded like either Will Volks or somebody was put on him to sort of stop him from playing and then I, 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 um, I saw that he was substituted in the second half because um, obviously we were we'd reduced his impact yeah uh, I mean um, we were like I said, we were really good. Uh, we were really good second half. Um, we got more into the game, but we could have been three or four nil down at half time easily, mm, mm. absolutely easily. And when I saw all the highlights on the TV, I didn't realise how close they were, the shots and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we we rolled our luck, but but we're climbing. We're we're actually climbing the table, and we got four or five games now in front of us that, on paper, you know, they're winnable, aren't they? But um, you just never know, do you? Such a tough division. But if we can go and take perhaps, I don't know, maybe three wins out of the next four or five games, I think we'd be right there. Yeah, oh, good. Um, Rod, what's, uh, what do you think in terms of the fact that Neil Harris has said this is going to be the biggest week since he's been here with three winnable games? Do you think this is going to, I mean, is this going to put 
too much pressure on the on the players, or what's your view? Well, uh, I don't think so. We can put pressure on. Uh, we need to do something because there's huge periods of these games. They're just poor, aren't they? I mean, Lee is saying now that we were good second half. Well, okay, great, but we could have been three down. Yeah, mm. definitely. You know, I just don't understand why we're so bad, and we seem. You know, let's be fair. If you analyse, we're like that a lot. Uh, I've been to home games and we've been poor and managed to win them and the, we're having the magic man factor at the moment aren't we mm. you know whichever way you dress <laughs> it up that was a pretty dour game and we were having a go second half the managers had a go at him half time or whatever or changed his tactics slightly we don't know we're not in the dressing room but Tomlin pulls a beautiful it was a beautiful goal mm. but in yeah, any yeah. stretch just took it and stroked it into that corner and we win the game 1-0 as for the being the you know, a really important week. Well, yeah, you're playing three teams below you. They're all struggling. I expect Cardiff City to be beating those teams. Mm. And I think overall, you know, I, I got a stat for the stat man here, which I picked up today. I mean, I'm just looking at it now. Of the 18 top goal scorers in the division, we haven't got one in the top 18. Not one. No. Yeah. The bottom of that group is uh, Connor Chaplin of Barnsley, who got nine. Mm. Those players in the lower teams there, you know, teams that have struggled. As uh, a guy from in the Millwall team, Jed Wallace got 10. We haven't got one in the top 18. Mm. So I just overall find it very difficult to see where we're going to get a run from. I think, and I can't remember who's it mentioned it before, whether it's Lee or Al, but they but they were saying that the way we play, we're not going to have one of these big goal scorers that's going to score a load of goals because, you know, we don't give people that sort of service. Uh, we no. score a lot, albeit the game, uh, the goal on Saturday was from open play. We score a lot of our goals from yeah. set pieces. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, on, based on that and being that type of team, I accept that. But. Our problem then on the fact if you don't score many, then you've got to be rock solid. And you know we're in the Premiership. We went, we had ten clean sheets mm. in the Premiership. Mm. I mean we're struggling, aren't we, for a clean sheet? Mm. Uh, we managed to get one Saturday and win one nil. So if they kick, they start getting clean sheets, you've got a chance. Well, John, what's your view about um, you know uh, as I said, Neil Harris said this would be the biggest week since he's been here. Three winnable games. Um, you know we got one down, albeit a one nil win against the uh, bottom team in the league. Are you sort of glass half full or glass half empty here? Well, uh, I think probably glass half full. Um, I mean, one of the things that you got to say about Harris is is that you know he, he he's basically had three new players that he's brought in. Now the one new player that has actually made a, a, a debut was man of the match, which sort of seems to indicate he sort of need, knows what he's doing. Um, I mean, I, I, I've not always been the greatest advocate of Harris, but in some ways, you know, he's building something. And and I think the thing is, is that with Huddersfield, they're they're on a. They, I think they've won a couple at home, but if we can get something there beat Wigan um, I mean it's quite amazing really when you look at Leeds for instance you know that when we played them away we were miles behind them but you know if Le I think Leeds are playing Brentford tomorrow night if they lose and we were to beat Huddersfield we'd actually be six points behind them which you know which is an automatic spot possibly and uh, it, it, it is I, I, I think in a way it's a bit dressed up because I think we, 
also if we lose the two we'll be just mid-table again but uh, but it's an opportunity I think um yeah I mean I, I saw I saw some of the highlights of Forest versus Leeds on Saturday and and uh, you just wonder people talk about Leeds falling apart and and uh, I don't I don't know I just wonder how much in terms of pressure that puts on players um and that was part of the reason why I was asking about is Neil Harris saying this is our, this is the biggest week since he's been here? Is that putting pressure on the players, or is it a bit of a kick to them and say, look, look, guys, you know, if we want to make the playoffs, these are three games we got to do. You know, we got to, you well, know, we have to win. I think they need something. Mm. I wouldn't say that's pressure, but most of those players are pretty experienced players mm. uh, at this level, and I think it's about time they started putting a bit more consistent games together over the ninety minutes. Yeah. Stop having these periods of either not starting well or having disastrous half hours uh, I, I don't know I think we've been so poor at times in periods of the games this year I, I, it's it's sometimes you know subs can make an impact and, and actually if we just switch back a minute to the Reading game I thought that made that was a big difference for Reading they made three subs in the second half and they for a period of about 20-25 minutes they transformed the game and that Sonny Aluko was you know was running the midfield for a while so um that showed me the importance of the uh, squad as well simon statto what was your uh, what, what's your view of this biggest week since uh, neil harris has been here yeah the, <coughs> if we can w- win these uh, two c- games coming up now Headfield away and we can home set us up nicely for the big game against Nottingham Forest a week Saturday oh, yes yeah, because that's going to be an absolutely ma- massive game they're playing really well right up there and uh, knowing what Harris he's like don't be surprised if we lose one of these two and turn around and beat Forest well Forest <laughs> were very impressive against yeah, Leeds on Saturday Definitely. weren't they they yeah. were yeah. Uh, very, uh, very yeah. imp- impressed I was talking to a season Leeds season ticket holder today I was telling John earlier and um He's beside himself. He said we were so good at home at the periods coming up, you know, the start of the season and up to Christmas. And they did it last year. I think the manager plays such high-level fitness game. And they're good players as well, mind. Mm. And I just think they hit the wall physically. They cannot give any... You know, it's sort of a long season and they seem to come up 15 games to go. They start to struggle. It's the same happened last year. I, I mean, I remember when we got that three-all draw against them. People were, you know, after being three-nil down, and then we went down to ten men, and we still were able to got back get three-all. Uh, could have won it. It was said we could have won it, and they said if we had a won it, that could have almost destroyed Leeds, yeah. you know, m- mentally. As it was, they thought they could fight their way back. But obviously, they are, you know, something like when that something like that happens, it must put a bit of a seed of doubt in your mind as a player to think, you know, how do uh, how do we do that? Okay, well, Leeds have, have won one game in six, and they were two 0 down at that game at home to Millwall, and they managed to turn that round. Yeah, they won one game in six. You're right. They're yeah, in they've trouble. they've lost four, drawn one, and won one of their last six games. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that is. Uh, well, we're informed they're on uh, 55 points, same number as Fulham at the moment. So, as you say, yeah, they're nine points behind us. So, if we win and they lose against Brentford, who who I notice are the form team at the moment, they're, they're uh, top of the form table. Yeah, away, uh, away at them, so I'm, um, the first half, they were the best team I've seen this season. Then once Really? They, even again, even yeah, in West Brom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, OK. Yeah, I, I mean, West Brom away, we could have been three up three up in the first 15 Oh, yeah, minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Leeds away, first half, best team I've seen this season. The fans are incredible. But then, when it turns, them fans are on their back. 
mm. and the pressure is mounting because they are such a big club. Yeah. Um, and, they, and, and they don't seem to handle it well. I actually don't think they'll go up. I've said it for ages. I don't, do not think they'll go up. Um, well, they could, I, be, could be out of the top two tomorrow, couldn't they? Could yeah, I mean, lose. I look at the top eight now and where, where they... Th- I actually don't see four of them sides finishing above us. So wherever they'll leave us, I don't see four of their eight finishing above us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just a reminder, you are listening to the Cardiff City uh, phone-in, uh, sponsored by Moon Ram Solicitors. If you want to be part of the conversation, the telephone number from anywhere in the world is 01443-654-654. That's 01443-654-654. Uh, just looking at the table at the moment, Cardiff are in eighth place after 31 games. We won 11, drawn 13, lost just seven. Uh, so goals for 43, goals against 43. So we've currently got a goal difference of zero we're on 46 points which means we are currently four points off the playoffs we're 13 points off the top of the league who is uh, West Brom on 59 points and we're 17 points above the relegation zone so when when we get above 50 points assuming that'll be uh, that could even be the end of this week I'll stop talking about how many points we are above the relegation zone <laughs> I think come the end of it all you look at the game the amount of games teams lose and generally, those who lose the least will be up there. I was going to say, um, as we said last week, and it's still the case, only West Brom have lost fewer championship games than us. Although, even after last Saturday, we've still drawn more games than any other team in the championship. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, looking at the form table over the last 15 games since Neil Harris has been in charge, we are sixth in uh, in sixth place, one point behind West Brom. The leaders are Brentford, uh, followed by Fulham. And uh, just for information, our neighbours down the road, Swansea, are in 19th position uh, so far in the um, in the uh, form table. Uh, right, so uh, before we have a look at um, the forthcoming games this week, uh, Huddersfield away and uh, Wigan at home, uh, there's a bit of a, a news roundup here. Uh, Cardiff City have today named former Wales and Millwall striker Steve Morrison as the new lead coach for the under 23s team uh, Steve will work with uh, Steve Morrison will work with Steve Ramasset who has been part of the academy setup for the last 7 years uh, Steve Morrison also uh, played with and played under Neil Harris at Millwall uh, now it was reported that late in the January transfer window Celtic inquired about taking Josh Murphy on loan for the rest of the season with a view to an alleged 11 million pound transfer at the end of the season Cardiff turned it down, but there are reports saying Celtic will inquire again about him during this summer. Uh, the BBC website is reporting that Cardiff chairman Mehmet Dalman has said that former owner Sam Hammam is suing Cardiff City for £15 million in relation to his role as president of the club. Now, in 2013, uh, current owner Vincent Tan and Sam Hammam reached what was called an amicable solution on the question of a £15 million debt that Cardiff City owed to Swiss-based Langston Corporation. Uh, This current dispute is around the role of the president and how much power or privilege the role entails. 
And um, as I mentioned uh, last week, the Cutter City Foundation will be holding their annual impact celebration on Friday the 13th of March at the Cardiff City Stadium from 11 in the morning to 12.30. Uh, the foundation is the official charity of Cardiff City Football Club which helps to change lives uh, so you can hear their inspirational stories of the children, young people and families that they work with. If you want to know more information and you want to uh, turn up on the day, the email contact is info at cardiffcityfc.org.uk That's info at cardiffcityfc.org.uk And uh, as I mentioned earlier, a huge Day, the commercial manager and uh, a guest from the uh, Cardiff City Foundation are due to be joining us on the uh, phone in next Monday evening. Uh, tickets are now on sale for Wales Friendlies uh, against uh, Austria on Friday, the 27th of March, at the Liberty Stadium. Uh, that'll be the first game there for seven years, and also against the USA at the Cardiff City Stadium on Monday the 30th of March and Wales still plan to introduce uh, sorry to announce two more friendlies ahead of the Euro 2020 finals in June uh, I haven't heard that they have anybody heard whether those have been announced yet I haven't heard anything no, um, no. okay uh, anything you want to um, comment about on those uh, you know would you take 11 million for Josh Murphy, for example? Yeah, definitely. I'll drive him up there. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a good van now. It's, 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 uh, and it's got a seat. He can take his luggage and a bit of furniture as well. Yeah. He needs. I've watched him play this year. I've been hugely disappointed. Yeah. Not that impressed last year. He was okay in patches. Mm. He can. He, no doubt he's a skillful footballer. And he got a fabulous 20 minutes in him. But unfortunately, the game's 90. And also, the opposition got the ball. And you've got to chase them. He was very, his game. He was very good in the first half against Reading. And I, and I did notice he actually went in. in he was uh, he played more inside. He was yeah. he was picking the ball up in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. Uh, and he was running at players. Yeah. Um, which is Yeah, but what happened Saturday? He was poor again. Um, you'd have to ask Lee about that. Uh. Well, he's did, I, all I, the stats are giving him four out of ten or five for the best. I think that um, when you see different players come into the football club, and then Neil Harris signed a Doma, and then you see the quality that he has. Very different to Murphy. He's not one of these who will run thirty yards past a man and try and cross the ball. He plays little intricate one twos. And he caused absolute mayhem. And you see the quality he's got on the ball. Then you mm. see the level, the different level. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. Murphy, we, we speak about it. We spoke about it, me and Rob, early season. We thought ha uh, Mendes, Lang and Murphy probably rip up the division. They haven't, have they? No. No mm. way near it. Disappointed. I mean, Mendes got injured. Yeah. Um, the problem is, Simon, players got to play. And you look at the team now... There's probably five or six different players in there to what Neil Warnock was picking. Yeah. But, 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 but the stats don't lie. We've actually gone, and Simon will probably confirm this, we've gone from 32, 33% possession most weeks under Warnock to 48. Mm. We, we were even up at 50, 51 over the, And that's because you've got a goalkeeper who can pass the ball, Jazz Richards can play, Pack can play. Nelson can play, although he's got faults. They all have at that level, but he can play. So people are keeping the ball. You're not giving it away. Mm. Yes, uh, indeed. Um, right, uh, just a reminder, you are listening to the Cardiff City phone-in. Uh, it's 01443 654 654 if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, so let's look forward now to uh, the games we've got uh, coming up this week. 
Firstly, uh, Huddersfield on Wednesday. Now, we just played uh, Luton, who are bottom of the league, 24th. Huddersfield are 19th after 31 games, although they did win against Queen's Park Rangers 2-0 on uh, Saturday. And I saw a bit of that as well. And uh, they did look... I couldn't believe that Queen's Park Rangers team. It looked like a shadow of the team that beat us. Um, And even a shadow of the team that played down here. But I suppose all teams have their... You know, their highs and their low spots. Uh, Anyway, back to Huddersfield. They're 19th after 31 games. They've won nine, drawn 12, lost 11. They've got a goals for of 37 and goals against of 48, which is a goal difference of minus 11. They're on 35 points. Uh, We are eighth after 31 games. Uh, We've won 11, drawn 13, lost seven. Uh, We've scored and conceded 43 goals. So we've got a goal difference of zero. And we're on 46 points. And I've got to say that uh, it's Valentine's Day this Friday. And uh, the reason I mention that is uh, my mm-hmm. daughter and her boyfriend are going to the Huddersfield game as an early Valentine's Day evening out. So, yeah. uh, how do you get away with that? Wednesday night in Huddersfield, Valentine's Day. Simon, do you make you sure it's not confused uh, with Halloween? <laughs> si- Simon, can, yeah. I, can I come in a moment? Yeah, um, sure. Rod seems to be flavour of the night here. Is he? Um, really? Go on and tell us more. Paul Williams. Uh, Paul says Huddersfield won't be easy. You've got fast, lively forwards. He says brilliant comments about no scorers in the top 18, which Rodney uh, yeah. picked up on. And then Peter Hall says, well said, Rod. No engine. This is about, obviously, um, uh, Josh Murphy. Josh Murphy. Yeah. Well said, Rod. No engine. Won't put a foot in. Don't look like he wants to be there. I will share the driving with you, probably along with ten other, ten thousand other fans. <laughs> Correct. So Rod is the man tonight. Mm. Uh, so if you put yourself now in Josh Murphy's shoes, um, would you think, oh, that would be a nice move? You know, eleven million. I'll get a bit. Of course, of a it will. Of Go up and play in the league. Whether you know, he's gonna he'd look all right up there, wouldn't he? Yeah, I know. But is he gonna have to put in some some? Uh, performances for the rest of the season to make sure that they want him or oh, or, or, or do they think it's a done deal now so uh, he, he just won't a, want to I get injured I don't think it's a bad thing uh, that uh, you know Celtic have expressed an interest in him because it gives him a, a way out if things are not going his way I, I don't think he's got a long term future at the club Murphy to tell you the truth uh, I think he's, we've seen too many frailties in him but in Scotland, it might be exactly what he, you know, because I think I think Scott Sinclair was the same, wasn't he? When yeah, he went up there. Yeah. He, he looked great up there, and then, but you know, yeah. But John, he'll be in a team up there that dominates possession, dominates every game, because without any shadow of a doubt, he'll look all right, won't he? Now, I think, but he got to work in a championship, and that's not his game. I think the yeah. five of us in the studio would look all right up there, to be honest. With yeah. You. Mm. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's interesting you say that, John, because that's exactly the player I thought of when I when I read that story, Scott Sinclair. And uh, as you say, he he went up. He was struggling to get games down here, and uh, he was uh, seen to be you know a pretty big success up there. Did he go yeah. to Man City first? Um, he, he was on yeah. the books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he and, wasn't getting games there. I think he? what happens is they go there for forty thousand pound a week and get too big for their boots, and then all of a sudden they it, they can't get back into the you know into the mm. mold of it all mm. um yeah I'm, uh, i don't know have we got some optimism on uh, facebook Live? i see scott from carlisle has said i think the blue Bulls will go up via the playoffs there mm. you go oh so you know we, well done scott well you know as as um as we were talking about uh, as the stats show you know we are difficult to beat um, yeah 
if we could fumble our way, and I gotta say, I can't see a, a, we fumbled our way to this position. If we can carry on fumbling to the playoffs, mm. then over a two horse race, two legs home and away, we'd probably be a bit awkward, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. you know, would that be fairly? A lot of players, sorry, a lot of teams, you know, are having blips in this division. It seems to be, you know, it seems to be the up and down. Uh, all teams are going through it at the moment. They all have their, you know, their their their, their good runs and then their poor runs again. We yeah. only ever see our we see our team forty six times. What is it? Forty six times a year or forty two? It's forty six um, in this. Uh, yeah. We see the opposition twice, mm. so we're very critical of our own team. And yet, come the end of the season, the old saying is, "Whatever you finish is where you deserve." Mm. So we might not have been great first half, but then all of a sudden you're there at the end. Um, the the big thing for me this year is the disappointment in not keeping clean sheets. I honestly thought after last year's keeping ten or eleven, what it was, I thought we keep fifteen, sixteen clean sheets, really strong, winning games one nil. Didn't happen, did it? Well, on that as well, Lee. The mo- really disappointing thing for me, right? Except where we are, we're big, we're awkward. We sign another player to go in that mould in Flint who is big and I, I can't say the Flint don't try he's physical he's having a go no, no. and all the rest of it but he just makes these catastrophic errors which have cost us but ultimately we should be really difficult to play against we can see in goals we can see the headers in the box yeah, I so, don't get it. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, the the three goals against Reading were typical. You know, were untypical uh, <coughs> goals for us to concede, and they Just were they were, they were quite. We were. I, I, I mean, admittedly, the third one was sort of from three minutes from the end of extra time. So, I could say Flint was a bit tired. Uh, which oh. you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to be charitable here. I hope you ever <laughs> write about me when I'm facing <laughs> John's five side team. Rod's a bit tired, lovely. <laughs> But you know, but on the other side, on the other hand, I, I mean, I think, I, I, although Morrison has had his ups and downs, uh, at the moment for me, the partnership with him and Nelson seems to be working fairly well. Um, you know, like all defenders, they're going to have their, you know, their scary moments, uh, and they they are doing so. But but Rod, what I would say is, although we are conceding goals, we are difficult to beat, and so oh, you know, yeah. so it's it's sort of. We, we, we've also got those two players to come in as well, you know, sort of Sanderson and uh, forget the other Brad Smith, is it? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, if if they uh, are as successful as the Doma has been, you know, it could actually transform, you know, uh, our defence. Because one of the things I think that we do look is is we, <laughs> we haven't got anyone who can actually sort of pile forward, you know. And I, I believe that Brad Smith has got that about him. So. You know, well, we've seen Bennett fast. do it, but um, I mean, he used to say sometimes that when Neil Warnock was there, that Warnock would tell him to get back and stop him from overlapping. So um, I saw it with my own eyes the game away. Oh, you did, didn't you? He yeah, was going over the halfway line, yeah. and Warnock was actually screaming to him, "Just don't go, you know, mm. stop." And you're looking at it, thinking, "Yeah, okay." Mm. Um, right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll continue with uh, the preview about Huddersfield. Uh, Huddersfield have scored at least two goals in their last three Championship games. Uh, Cardiff are undefeated in nine of the last ten games, um, but a lot of those will be draws. But at least you know we are difficult to beat. According to the stats so far this season, Cardiff are still strong at uh, attacking set pieces, shooting from direct free kicks, 
aerial duels and coming back from losing positions. But we are still very weak at keeping possession of the ball and defending against skillful players, according to the stats. And we are also weak at defending against counter-attacks. Our top-ranked player currently this season is still Sean Morrison, followed by Aidan Flint, who we've just been talking about. Uh, our top scorer is Lee Tomlin with seven goals, followed by Joe Rawls and Danny Ward with five goals. Looking out at uh, our opponents, Huddersfield's top-ranked player this season is Steve Mounier, uh, forward, follows, followed by uh, Lewis O'Brien and Carrion Grant, who are uh, attacking midfielders. Uh, now, Carrion Grant is their top scorer uh, with 13 goals. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, six more than Lee Tomlin. Um, according to the stats, Huddersfield are very strong at creating chances through individual skill. Uh, their weaknesses, uh, though, are defending against skillful players, avoiding individual errors and uh, defending set pieces. And so that could be... Uh, possible for us uh, the match forecast is is that it's extremely likely according to the stats that Huddersfield will score as a result of individual skill and it's very likely that Cardiff will control the game in the opposition's half that Cardiff will score from a set piece situation but that Huddersfield will steal the ball from the opposition uh, and that's uh, Cardiff uh, quite a bit so uh, looking forward to Huddersfield Simon Stato what do you uh, you know how do you think this is going to pan out especially as I said that uh, Huddersfield had a good victory 2-0 uh, against Queen's Park Rangers on Saturday yeah I th um, think we can <coughs> go up and get a result there in, um, it's not going to be easy but yeah, I'm pretty confident that we can uh, go up and beat Huddersfield or at least get a, get a point mm, ok uh, John what's uh what would you what what would you be satisfied with us getting, and uh, what do you think well, the uh, most we can hope to get? I think I think a draw is not a bad result, but I mean, uh, uh, obviously, a win is uh, what what we're after. But I mean, the the thing is, I think is is that you know we're, with Adoma and Tomlin playing together, one of the things about you know we're talking about possession and things like this, and you know. I, I think gradually we are improving and I think the thing is we're a bit of a slow burner because I think as Rod said there have been quite a lot of times in games where we've been mediocre but I think what we've got to do is try and iron those times out you know and and I think because actually there's no one pulling up any trees in the championship mm. if we can actually sort of maintain a reasonable sort of level we could sort of perhaps scrape in at the last, you know, and um, but more more by default really than than you know actually being that brilliant really. So that, that's that's my view. You know, there's a few comments. I mean, I see Paul Goodger online saying about uh, the standard of football in this league, um, and uh, well, I've seen some good football, but I've also seen some not very good football. But then again, when I look in the Premier League and I see teams like Norwich and uh, even West Ham sometimes and uh, Palace I just think well actually some of this football is not particularly good either so I'm tending to think that the you know the, some of the top teams in the in the uh, in the championship and some of the lower teams in the Premier League actually apart from when you go up you get a bit of money and you buy a few bet better players there's not a huge amount of difference um, that money uh, can't alter um, Rod What's what's your view of um, Huddersfield? 
Um, you know, will they be? I'm sure they'll be buoyed by that two nil victory oh, over, over over Queens Park Rangers. Bound to. They were very poor, weren't they? At the beginning I, of the I, season. Yeah, absolutely. and all of a sudden, now true to form, just when we're going to play them, they're going to have a two nil win. <laughs> yeah, really best player, didn't they? Adam Moy. They lost Moy. Yeah, they, they did. Lost yeah, Moy, he was their yeah. best player by a mile, and they, you yeah. know, they're not a side without him. They? they have got good, a good, a decent bloke there with th- on 13 in the goals yes tally. that's right yeah so they're capable of scoring Grunch, yeah. again i go back to i'll tell you we'll win the game if we can keep a clean sheet not sure if we can probably a draw mm. um lee i'm going to ask you about that as well i'm also going to um just mention that uh, as i was following the game against luton on saturday there were a few sort of question marks when um neil harris took off the scorer Lee Tomlin with about 10 minutes to go and brought on uh, Bakuna uh, yeah I thought well that's probably a good move because if we've got three games in a week we want Tomlin to play as much of them and now this game uh, Tomlin will be running out of gas and we actually want somebody to try and you know stop uh, Luton from playing and we and we went to a 4-5-1 uh, and I think Bakuna is the ideal sort of player for that um, but I don't know what, what you think about that, Lee. You, you know, you were there when uh, Tomlin got substituted. What was the view of the of the fans there? Well, there's always, a, you know, a little bit... There wasn't booze. I, I can assure you there was no real booze and all that. But actually, Harris has been proved right because he came on and he'd done the job. He'd done the job that uh, we wanted. Unfortunately, our Facebook has gone down. Oh, was it? Um, so he'd done the job that we wanted, didn't he? They won the game. If you'd have lost the game, then Harris gets criticised for mm. it. But um, what I would like to say... Um, on Wednesday evening, obviously, we're at Huddersfield. Um, a former Cardiff City player, Kurt Nogan, his father sadly passed away the last couple of weeks. Um, and I won't be going to Huddersfield uh, as I'll be attending, you know, Kurt's father's uh, funeral. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to let every Cardiff City fan out there know that about that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. But no, I think, listen, I think if we're going to, if we're going to push on to the playoffs I think we've got to go to Huddersfield certainly get a result as John picked up on if you're going to go and get a point there you've got to beat Wigan you know you've got to start you've got to keep it going you can't afford many defeats Mm -hmm. okay well um, talking about Wigan uh, let's have a look at the Wigan game Uh, so that is this Saturday Uh, now uh, we just played uh, Luton who were 24th we're playing Huddersfield who were 19th uh, on Wednesday and on Saturday we are home to Wigan who are 22nd in the league so after 31 games they've won 7 drawn 8 lost 16 now their goals for only 29 that's by far the lowest uh, amount of goals scored in the uh, in the championship goals against 46 so they've got a goal difference of minus 17 and they're currently on 29 points however three of those uh, 29 goals were against us on the opening day of the season um, which which was another game that I thought where we put in a good half a game um, and then uh, unfortunately for Joe Day he had to come on for the injured uh, Neil Etheridge and conceded uh, three goals um, so Wigan are the lowest scorers in the championship their top ranked player this season uh, well they've got two two joint uh, top ranked players <laughs> Uh, interesting enough, Kiefer Moore, the uh, Wales international forward, is one of them. Um, and uh, Anthony Robinson, uh, defensive midfielder, is the other one. Their top scorer is uh, Cheyenne. I don't know if it's pronounced Cheyenne or Cheyenne Dunkley. 
Uh, he scored six goals. And second was Josh Windus with four goals. However, Josh Windus uh, has gone to Sheffield Wednesday now, so he's on their books. Uh, according to the stats so far, Wigan are stronger attacking set pieces, but they are very weak at, not surprisingly, finishing scoring chances, protecting the lead, avoiding fouling in dangerous areas, and defending set pieces. So, um, so uh, according to the match forecast, it's extremely likely that uh, Cardiff will make a comeback if they go behind. That Also that Cardiff will score from a set-piece situation and that Cardiff will score from a direct free kick. Now, uh, before we talk about that, we have got our first uh, caller on the line from uh, Pontypridd. Is it Alan uh, or is it Anthony? I didn't quite see Andrew. that. Andrew. 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 Even uh, right. So my my right? apologies. Hey, boys. Um, I'm good. I went looking Saturday. I thought it was. I know we got the result, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what matters three points. But um, I don't know what the boys, you know, I've been listening to the comments. Um, I thought we were. We were. It wasn't a really good game. You know, overall, it wasn't a good game. Um, I do agree with the boys. Adoma looks okay. You know, he looks a uh, thing, um, but we'll see over the next few games um, how, how we're doing. Um, I still think, boys, I know uh, I've been on before and said I don't think we'll, 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 hit the, we'll hit the playoff. I know we're not far behind now with everything, but I, I think we need to um, uh, get a, a, a quite a few nil. You know, uh, if we don't concede... I'm sure the magic man um, will get goals for us. But if we if we can if we can if we can nil nil score, you've always got a chance, haven't you, with a guy like uh, Tomlin? What do the boys think? Mm, yeah, who wants to come back on that? If we can if we can keep a clean sheet, but but Rod, that was one of the things you were talking about. Well, earlier, absolutely, you, 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 clean sheets was what almost kept us in the Premiership. You know, to yeah. think we went up and had ten. I've been so disappointed. I understand, you know, there's a bit of a fallout when you drop down from the Premiership and then we had the manager situation. You know, it's two ends of the field for us. Basically, you can't... We've had the problem both ends, haven't we? Not scoring. Tomlin's out, got, is our top goal scorer with seven. Seven, mind. And he wasn't in the, wasn't in the team at the beginning of the season. Yeah, okay. So, if you go back to how many yeah. games he's played... To, to, to think we haven't uh, got anybody in the top to, in the top eighteen players, and it's just well, then we it can see him, it does worry me because I, I think I think with uh, Tomlin he gets frustrated and sometimes he gets booked, but he's on eight bookings now, you know another two, and um, it's a suspension job, and he's so important to us, um, you know. I think it's just frustration with him on some of the bookings, you know. Yeah, he gets frustrated, but I'll come back to your que your question about yeah. the clean sheet scenario. I'll tell you now, Cardiff City can make those playoffs no problem at all if they start getting zeros. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, I mean, I don't honestly, I've seen most of the games this year, and I just don't think we're good enough. But um, as I said before, and I, I think you boys were saying, I'm not saying the division is not, but no one's really winning, are they? You know, everyone's beating each other. So, but you mean, it, it, it's, I just don't think we can put, like, 
two or three wins together. I hope we we do the business on thing. Yeah. But um, I don't know if, if 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 we are, you know, can put because they had a good win on Saturday. Yeah. And I, you know they've got two good coaches there. Yeah. I know they they they're not um, thing. They're just outside the relegation, in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so it's opportunity uh, this week, isn't it? Really. Yeah. The team well, play. Are I, we going to put I, a run together is now? I, as they say, boys, I, I'm, I'm always a pessimist with the city, but I, I just don't think we've played well enough to get into this top six. But as you say, who knows? You know. But we need to state something. If we can get a win at Huddersfield or a draw, and then win it against Wigan. Um, you know, things are looking a bit better, didn't they? You Definitely. know. Mm. Well, I would say, you know, and I'm just putting this out there. If you look at the top six at the moment, I would say four of those: uh, West Brom, Fulham, Forest, and Brentford are probably going to be there. Yeah. We've already talked about Leeds and what they could do, and uh, but they have got 55 points. Uh, yeah. So you know, even if they fall apart a bit, uh, they've still got a bit of a cushion. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's Preston in sixth place. Yeah. They haven't been getting the results. Which they because they were so far. Yes, that's Britain, right. Yeah, they're still there. But you know, I I agree with you. Uh, team like Brentford, Forest. You know, after we played them and we beat them, you know, I mean, I didn't see anything special in them. But fair dues, um, they're doing the business. Yeah, they, you they know? are. And Brentford are, uh, as we said earlier. Oh, they're the, a good side, isn't they? They're top of the form table at the moment in the championship. So in sixth place, you've got Preston. So I guess there's certainly one place up for grabs there. And now you've got so you've got Preston on sixth, Bristol City on seventh, on the same number of points, and then us on eighth, and uh, our neighbours down the road, uh, Swansea, also on forty-six. Oh, we points. don't worry about them. And then you've got <laughs> Millwall on forty-five. So <laughs> I would guess out of uh, there's us, Millwall, Swansea, Bristol City, and Preston go in for one of those places and I think it's really open for one yeah. of those teams and then yeah. if Leeds fall apart completely but, but but you know I mean if we do get to you know I mean even if we don't get in a playoff I'm hoping we can get to that 50 points and then hopefully you know we can blood a couple of youngsters because I was impressed on Tuesday with the left back yes he seemed yeah. calm and composed he did very well you know, I agree. Um, yeah. And then, and then the lad who came on as well was it Ling Sang Blang. Yeah, he 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 seemed okay. He didn't seem out of his depth. No. Uh, as uh, you mean, he just disappointed to lose after you know after two nil up. Yeah. But um, they brought their big plays on towards the end. And you mean, I just thought, as you say, Bamba was tiring. Morrison was um, limbering up there. You know. It's up to the manager, mate. Mm. Can I just say with Harris, whether you like him or not, he's our manager, and we just got to get behind him. He's not everyone's cup of tea, yeah. but you know we must get behind him. You know, it seems like if we have bad results, it's Harris out. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I, he's not going to change things <laughs> overnight, is he? No, um, Andrew. We're running short of time, so yeah, I'm gonna, sorry, uh, that's okay. I'm going to ask you for your predictions uh, for Huddersfield on Wednesday and uh, Wigan at home on well, Saturday. I I would think I'll take a draw now at Huddersfield. Uh, one one. And then yeah. and then hope we win the Wigan game. I'd expect us to win. I'd be disappointed if we don't beat Wigan. Okay. But but in this league, who knows? Okay. All right. Thanks very much for Cheers, your call, boys. Andrew. Cheers. Thank you.
Right, that was uh, Andrew on the Cardiff City phone in. So uh, we've got to be fairly quick now, I'm afraid. Uh, Lee, what's your view? Uh, predictions for Huddersfield, even though you won't be there, and uh, Wigan at home? Um, I think we'll win both. Uh, I'm going to go with 2 1 away at Huddersfield. Yeah. 2 0 at home to Wigan. Okay, Rod? Draw at Huddersfield. Yeah. 1 all, and we'll be a miserable game and we'll win 1-0 alone against <laughs> Wigan okay, right yeah. okay uh, John yeah I, I'm going to go for 1-1 Huddersfield yeah uh, and then 3-1 um, home to Wigan I think Ooh. okay Simon Snatto I think I agree with Lee 2-1 uh, away to Huddersfield and 2-0 home to Wigan Okay. Simon, can I just say one thing? Yes, go on, Lee. Your stats earlier picked up on Keith and Moore. Yes. And by what you were telling me, he's not in the top three scorers at Wigan. No. And the third one had four, so that means he, he got less than four goals. Yeah. Two. We're, we're thinking about paying astronomical <laughs> amounts of money for the bloke who scored less than Glatzel and Patterson. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it, it's weird. Okay. Uh, right, I'm, I'm afraid to cut you off, but that is it. Uh, we are out of time. Thanks very much uh, to my panel this evening, Lee Beams, Rod Groves, John Powell and Simon Stato. Thanks very much to Andrew from Pontypris for ringing in and thank you for listening. Please join us next Monday at 7 o'clock for another Cardiff City phone-in. Good night. <laughs> The Cardiff City Phone-In, sponsored by Mooney Rams, the personal injury solicitors.